Hey, welcome to No Perfect Dad. My name is Neil Siraki, and I am here with my friend, Jim. Howdy. Or Jimothy, James. All of the above. Is it James? If it's a multiple choice, you can check the letter D. Just all of the above. Okay. Yeah, I'm a James. Okay. I'm a James Michael. James Michael. There's a good yelling name my mom said. James Michael James Damon. James Michael! That's right. It just rolled off the tongue. But I commonly, most popular, go by Jim. Nice. Jim, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to have you here today, this morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, I guess. Um, midnight. Midnight. If you're up late. Do you do that? No. Do you just like wake up in the middle of the night Never. and you can't sleep and you're just, what do I do with my time? Maybe once a year I get that, wake up at 11 p.m. and I'm up all night and then I just regret that choice Okay. for days on end afterwards. It's just not good because I'm old. I feel old. I'm in my 40s. I feel old when I stay up past 9 p.m. So, nice. yeah, I usually don't do that. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad to have you here and be able to have conversations about being dads since yeah. that's what we are and trying to figure out what that looks like together. Uh, again, no perfect dad. The idea is is that there isn't a perfect dad out there, mm-hmm. but um, we're not necessarily trying to strive to be perfect, but we want to be better maybe than what we were the day before. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and encourage our children to to have the same uh, kind of attitude as they grow up. So yeah, love that. Thank you for having me yeah. on the podcast. It's awesome. Absolutely. So pretty off the cuff, you know, I like to start out like, since this is your first time here, the idea is what was the presence of your dad in your life? And uh, we'll just get into it. Like, who is your dad? Mm. Uh, and and what impact did he have on, on you growing up? Yeah. So I share part of my name is my father's name. Uh, he's George Michael, goes by Mike. George Michael? George Michael, yeah. George Michael, not the George Michael. Oh. No, no. That would be way cooler if you had the son of George Michael on here, but it is George Nobody Michael. Nobody would have known. Yeah, yep. He was a he was a farm boy. Uh, we grew up in Fowlerville, Michigan. Okay. You know, if it has a ville at the end, there's probably cows and one traffic light. Uh, and so he grew up on a farm, and uh, man, just had a great work ethic as a result of that. Some of my earliest earliest memories of my father was he just worked. He was he was such a um, committed employee for the state of Michigan. He worked there his uh, most of his adult career. I mean, he was a factory worker early on, but then he moved on to this job working for the state in the Department of Agriculture. Okay. And that was a traditional nine to five, but there were many years growing up where my dad also worked a second job on top of that. Okay. He used to test drive vehicles for a company and would put on like 500 miles in an eight hour shift. So he would go to work in the morning, get done, take a brief nap or relax for a bit and then go and work an entire next job, eight hour job afterwards. So um, my father was great, uh, is great. He's still alive. Uh, Retired now. It's good to hear. Yeah. he's. he's (laughs) sure he'd like to know that you still know that. Dad, I'm glad you're alive. Uh, He's uh, enjoying the retired life now, which means mowing the lawn five times out of (laughs) seven days a week. And uh, hanging out and yelling at the birds and all that stuff out on the front lawn. But uh, yeah, I mean, just a great dad, but worked a lot and worked hard. And I think that that was one of the ways that he demonstrated his love for his family was that he provided. We were, 
I don't want to say a paycheck to paycheck family, but you know, definitely the kind of family that needed to have mom and dad working. Okay. And so there were seasons where mom would work during the day and dad would work at night or dad would work during the day and mom would work at night. And then when we were older, cause I, I'm the oldest of three, I have a younger brother and then a younger sister. Uh, once we got old enough to be at the home by ourselves, they would both work during the day and then mm-hmm. my dad would work at nighttime too. So, um, great, great hard worker. But because of that, it wasn't around maybe as much okay. as I would have liked. I don't know if using the word workaholic is appropriate. I was going to ask, but I didn't want to throw yeah. that word out there. It would be easier for me to put that on myself than it would for my dad, because right. I have so much respect for him and the fact that he sacrificed a lot of time and energy to provide for his family. But I think by today's modern standards or, or what we look at as healthy work-rest rhythms, my father was a workaholic. Okay. Um, and not necessarily because he craved doing that, but mm-hmm. because he felt that's what he needed to do to provide, take care of bills, and was a way that he showed his love for his family. So did you realize that as a kid? Like growing up, did you did you see it like, oh, you know, I know dad's going away and why he's going away. Was that like explained or talked about? Because I know... Like I've read books that talk about, you know, how to raise a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things is you're kind of explaining to them why you're away, like the importance and value of you not being around. Yeah. Did you see that as a kid? Did you understand those things or was it? I think it was just part of the normal life that we had growing up that dad was working it's funny, as you get older, your memories become more select about what you Absolutely. can remember from your youth. And I'll be honest, again... Really, being, you get old and you forget things. It's true, yeah. Okay. Being in my 40s, there's things that I just are more fuzzy, okay. you know, from growing up. Unlike the long beard he has on his face right now. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure it doesn't hit the mic because that would be some... If you're like rustling. Yeah, some ambiance that you probably don't want. Uh, you know, but one specific memory that I have, and we joke about this when we get together for family stuff now, is the fact that when my dad was working as much as he was, but he was home, mm-hmm. he was often out like a light. Like he was just tired. Yeah. You know, and Falling so sleep in the chair. Exactly. Like There'd be times where just after dinner, you know, he'd provide dinner and uh, he sat down in the recliner and then he was out. And we as young kids, we're just like, okay, what do we do now? We kind of just had the run of the house yeah. while he's sleeping and you didn't want to wake him up. We'd put ourselves to bed sometimes, or if we were in trouble, you know, we'd be standing in the corner as punishment. He'd fall asleep and we'd just be standing there. It's like um, five hours later. Yeah, it's like, like, okay. I got to use the bathroom. Exactly. Like, go wake my brother up who's sleeping in the corner. Like, dude, we can go to bed now. Dad's, yeah. dad's, a, dad's asleep. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's, you know, there's funny memories now for us, but. It was just normal. It was normal yeah. life that mom worked and dad worked a lot. And there were things he missed. I know, you know, he missed soccer games when I tried to be an athlete. He missed, uh, you know, some some band-related stuff. I don't know if you heard that, tried to be an athlete. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was a professional bench warmer for okay. sure. Uh, I was more in the arts theater uh, band, things of that nature. There were things that he missed, I know, either because he was tired or was working, but he tried to be as intentional as he possibly could. He had a great dad who was a farmer as a role model. And so I know it wasn't that he didn't put the effort in. He just exhausted yeah. a lot. So 
Yeah, there are a couple of things that made me think through that. I mean, one of them is I mean, my kids. Like, I, it is just normal when I'm about to leave the house. Like, Kelvin did it today. He just blocks the door. Yeah. He doesn't want me to leave. You're not leaving. Yeah, exactly. And he's standing there. He's like, bud, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to be here with you, mm-hmm. but I also have other responsibilities I have to yeah. go do and, and take care of. And uh, and I was just thinking about how, you know, it's always like, daddy, daddy, don't go. Right. And it's like, uh, like I does tug at yeah, the heart. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it hurts almost, but it's it's also the understanding, like hearing what you say, it's it's good to be reminded that, you know, there is value and importance in what we're doing as dads that work to to go and provide. That's that's important. And yeah. we need to we need to be aware of that. Uh the other thing is the the normalty of of life as a child. I guess I, I never really thought about it. So you were just saying it, you know, like when you're a kid, you're what you know is what you know. Exactly. I mean, it's your normal, right? And and you don't really realize that or think about it until you're maybe 25 years old is when you sure. start thinking through those things. It yeah. seemed, and uh, it's like, okay, this happened like this, just because of this, right? Like you don't put that together. Yeah, there's no comparison going on when you're a kid. Like, oh, you know, I, I notice your dad, he comes to all your games and my dad's not here. Yeah. It's it's your own sense of normal until you get old enough where you start to be able to see in a little bit more of mature eyes. Like, oh, this may be not as normal as I thought it was. So I, I guess I'm just encouraged in that, in knowing that I'm not... Uh, I'm not as bad as a dad as I think I am. Sure. I like to tell that in my head too much. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just like, okay, like there, there, there's grace there mm-hmm. that my kids will give me when they realize some of these things. And, uh, it just might take a couple of years for them to see it differently than they do now. For sure. So. Yeah. I, I agree with that. You know, we share in commonality, the fact that we're both in ministry. And when I moved yeah. from being a teacher, which I was for 17 years, mm into ministry, one of the things I noticed uh, from my kids, I have four kids with a fifth on the way. My oldest is 16. My youngest is uh, 15 months. And then we have a baby that is due next month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So quite the age gap there. I love kids. What can I say? Also a glutton for punishment. Anyways, uh, when I moved from teaching into ministry, there was almost like this light switch that got flicked in my, my kids' heads of, oh my gosh, Like I can now jockey for position and try mm-hmm. to get dad to be more present because of his calling into ministry. And so what you're talking about, you know, with your kids, and sometimes it's hard to leave the house, I get that as well, yeah. you know, from my daughter or my sons who will say things like, dad, you're just always working, or dad, you're just always at the church. And I have to help them now in this season navigate that there is still work there. Mm-hmm. Like I still do need to work to provide for you guys. It's not just me going and hanging out at church. So that's something I'm navigating right now with them and helping them to understand, like even Sundays, right. there is a work element to being at church for me that wasn't there before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you brought them up. You, you have all your kids. You they said all, 17 kids? Is that what you said? Yeah, 17 and counting. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, uh, f- yeah, five. Soon yeah. to be five, yeah. So so thinking back even in... in your life, your your dad, how how has who your dad was affected who you are as a dad, and uh, and and what's it like being a dad to those kids? Talking mm-hmm. about that that realm of your life now. Sure. Well, I definitely carried on my dad's sense of hard work and desire to provide mm-hmm. for the family. I've always worked hard. At least I. F- feel like I've always worked hard. Sometimes I've been in seasons where I've worked two, sometimes three jobs, you know, to provide. 
out of either necessity or because I felt like that's how I was providing love to my family. Unfortunately, part of my story uh, about 10 years ago was the disillusion of a marriage. Uh, you know, that was okay. a 10-year marriage that had the three oldest kids as a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of the precipitating factors that played into the separation and divorce uh, in that situation was that I was working a lot. Okay. I was, and, and uh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time I would justify that as I need to provide, there's bills, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're renting, we'd like to get our own home. But looking back in retrospect, I realized that I was losing myself in work in some ways to avoid conflict at home or yeah. even some unhappiness that was more selfish-centered. And so that's something that's very different from my father and I. My mom and my dad have been married for 43 years now, I okay. think, and nice. uh, have navigated all the seasons of life, including raising kids, seeing them go, retiring, one being retired before the other, mm-hmm. and then now both being retired. They've navigated all of those seasons right. with grace, you know, healthy conflict, but with grace. And unfortunately, part of my story is that I had a marriage that didn't work out. Now, I'm remarried, and uh, my beautiful wife, uh, we we're getting ready to welcome our second kid, so we're a blended family, right. and we make that work to the absolute best of our ability, but um, that's a difference that my father and I have. And you know, one of the ways that he showed up in my life in a way that he never had before was when I was going through that divorce. Okay. You know, I can remember sitting at their kitchen table and just you know, bawling, yeah. you know, but just pouring my eyes out, just not knowing what I was going to do. And, you know, my, my wife and my kids were gone and, uh, just the tenderness that he had right. in that moment. I mean, he was so present in that moment and, uh, available to me. It was just, it was different than not that he was a cold father growing up, but this was a different dad and he's yeah. an amazing granddad. He's so hands-on with his grandkids. It's like, he's making up for some lost time there. Okay. Uh, because he gave himself to work so much, but I definitely carry his carry his work ethic, and uh, you know, love for things that are art related, mostly cinema. Uh, he loves so movies. So that kind of came from him, like that yeah. was his thing. Oh my gosh! So okay. I grew up in the '80s. Uh, some of the best movies were made in the '80s: action movies, scary movies, and again, oftentimes he put those movies on and fall asleep because yeah. he was so tired. And I would watch them by yes. myself, and it probably traumatized me. Yes. But I love movies because of my father, okay. and, and we have that bond. We still text a ton about movies. Do you guys have a, like a favorite movie together, like a father-son favorite movie? Man, I don't know if there's a father-son movie together, but there are many moments where I remember as a kid going to the theater with okay. him. I mean, I'm talking movies like The Dark Crystal, okay. you know, that's... It's a movie that I can remember sitting in the theater, like, oh my gosh, what am I watching? And yes. my dad just being this, thank goodness he was there because I was like so scared, Sca- yeah. you know, of this world that was being created in front of my eyes, but he was there and, you know, watching the Star Wars movies when they right. came out on TV and sitting in the living room with dad and we have that in common. And uh, he's a, mu- a musician in the fact that he played in band up through college, I did the same thing. So okay. we have a love for music, and um, yeah, I carry I carry a lot, a lot of him in me as a, as a I mean, dad. I think I think it's impossible not to. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I keep every time I have conversations with guys on here. I keep thinking through that. It's like we we are our parents as for much sure. as we we don't want to be, <laughs> and our kids will be very similar. You know, it's just maybe they're one step removed, 
And I, I think that sometimes our hope is that, you know, remove these horrible attributes of me and take the good ones, you yeah. know, whatever those might be. Right. But, and so, yeah, I mean, so blended family, I mean, we, we're going to have to get back on and talk more about that. I'd like to know how that works out for you guys. Absolutely. But, but um, looking at just you being a dad, I mean, what's it, what's it look like for, for you now? Cause you said, again, you're 40, mm-hmm. how old are you? 40? 42, I think. 42. Sometimes I forget if I'm 42 or 43, but 42 yeah. and you're going to welcome in a newborn soon. And yeah. I mean, it's like Clint Eastwood. Isn't he still having kids? Probably. I mean, 90 yeah. billion years old. And At some point I got to stop for sure. Um, but I do love being a dad. I love kids. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was a teacher, like I said, for 17 years. So I love the idea of educating kids mm-hmm. and, and helping them to mature. But, um, yeah, anyways, you were, you were asking the question. I just jumped in. No, you're good. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, yeah, just, just wondering, uh, you know, preparing for that at, at, at such, such a big spread mm-hmm. from, from 17. Is Almost seventy. She's Almost sixteen. 17, yeah. Yep. And to to newborn, like that's a big spread. Yeah. You know, it's and and besides the blended family, even if if it wasn't, that's that's like two different families right there. It is in some ways. And for so sure. so how how do you uh, I guess how, how do you how do you work that as a yeah. dad? What, what how do you see yourself working that as as a father? I don't yeah. Know what well, that means, but again, in the blended family part of that, there are different rhythms throughout the month, throughout the year um, that happen. There's a time where we're all under one roof, and so those days and weeks look different. There's a different level of activity, a different level of care Mm -hmm. and oversight that needs to happen, uh, pouring in. And you're a schedule guy. I am a very schedule guy. You are yeah. a guy that you live by your schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if you don't I'm send me to stress a... out because it's you know it's only ten thirty five, but I'm getting too close to that eleven mark. I don't know if <laughs> if it if you don't send me a calendar invite, it, it doesn't exist it doesn't in my happen. world. Yeah. Okay. No, it's I I wish I was not that rigid, but I am I am a very scheduled person because I have this maybe deep sense of responsibility to people. Yeah. You know, maybe that's part of ministry. It's also part of I think what was ingrained as I was a kid and right. seeing, you know, how my dad always made good on what he uh, said he was going to do. That's kind of a farmer's mentality as well. Like, you know, follow through, get things done. Uh, so, so I think maybe I carry that, but yeah, I do. I kind of live and die by my, my Google calendar for sure. Um, but no, so there, there is, there's different uh, rhythms throughout the the months when mm-hmm. we're all under one roof. The one thing that I would say being a dad almost five times over now is uh, even just, I see this with Audrey, who's my youngest. She just turned 15. I was sharing with you, you know, she's taken her first steps now and she's kind of walking all over Mm -hmm. now is that there is a different level of patience, a different level of um, uh, just not being worried about how a kid is developing and uh, the times where the the child seems to be stressed that uh, is just absent now. There's that, that I'm just not as stressed about those things as I can remember when Haley, my oldest, mm-hmm. you know, as a new dad, man, it just felt like everything stressed me out. Right. That baby cry stressed new, me out. Yep. Everything's different. That poopy diaper that exploded beyond the the confines of the diaper stressed me out. Yeah. You know, you know, kids who spit up stressed me out. All that traveling stressed me out. You know, and now it's it's just kind of go, go with the flow. And I, I I would hope I would hope the people around me see that I'm that way more as a as a parent. I would hope Bree, my wife, would say that 
maybe I don't know. That's we a, won't ask her. Yeah, don't don't ask her to comment or because she probably has a totally different Bree, take. Don't answer that. Yeah, please don't. I have a twenty dollar bill for you two to stay quiet. So no, that's good. I mean, knowing that. I mean, that happens, and you hear about that even with, like, first to third. You know, the first kid, you you won't even let them, you know, put the pacifier back in the mouth. If it drops on the floor, you got to sanitize it and everything. By the right. time you have kid three, four, five, you're like, you just stick it in your mouth, get whatever's on it off, and yeah. shove it back into theirs, and it's, it's, it's whatever. Build your immunities. We yeah. make justifications for all the things that we don't do anymore, right? Yeah. Like, oh, well, that, that'll strengthen them, make them tougher. Yeah, I think it's good when to— When he falls down the flight of stairs. Yeah, oh, gosh. <laughs> That's what helmets are for. Yeah, that's right. Put a helmet on him before he goes. No, I think I think thinking through that, uh, just the stress, the stressors of dad. You know, knowing that it is a reality that as you have more kids, it doesn't feel as stressful. Mm -hmm. So we're just, you know, we're just saying have more kids. Yeah, that's right. I think that's what we're trying to. Yeah, go forth and multiply. No, you just have more tools in your toolkit because of experience, right? Right. You just you you've been there, you've done that. Like I remember the first time I had to go to an urgent care with Haley, I I just lost my mind. I mean, I don't like being in medical environments to begin with, but now your kid is crying and you Mm -hmm. they got a temperature and they're throwing up. You know, there's a different level after you've done and gone through those experiences where you're more of the stoic, like, okay, this is not a big deal. Right. And 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 Bree, you know, being a newer mom, I mean a newer, I guess I would say full time mom, because right. she's been a blended mom, a stepmom for right. many years now. Uh, she's kind of going through some of these firsts, you know, the first earache or the first temperature. And what's been nice is I've because I've been there. I can provide more of that calming aspect to those things. Nice. So, yeah. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's good to hear even just the way you guys work together too. Yeah. I know, uh, I know my hope is to talk to, again, dads, every, every avenue, every, every place they come from, but knowing that in, in your marriage, um, you guys work together and try to parent well together. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Well, thanks for taking time with me today and hopefully you'll come back and we'll have more conversation about just some of the stuff you said today or whatever topics or something we can throw out there. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for having me on. 